Covenant Deacon talking. First Sunday of Lent. Transformation. Let the Spirit come down. Let the Spirit come down. Let the Spirit come down on me to change my life around. Hello and welcome to the first Sunday of Lent. The aim of which is beautifully summed up in our hymn from Mike Anderson in the fact that Lent is all about being able to say, Now I know what love is. The first reading is from Deuteronomy, known so well by Jesus. The sample is from chapter 26, 4 to 10. And the second reading is from Romans chapter 10, 8 to 13. Paul encourages faith to overcome any doubt by proclaiming the word on your lips and in your heart. The Gospel is from Luke, where Jesus is so full of the Holy Spirit in his heart, he is able to withstand the 40 days trials and tribulations in the desert. Our opening prayer comes from Father Don Gergen. Lord, make me a channel of your peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love. Where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. Where there is discord, I may bring harmony. Where there is error, I may bring truth. Where there is doubt, I may bring faith. Where there is despair, I may bring hope. Where there are shadows, I may bring light. Where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is in forgetting self that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. Francis says, don't give up for them, just give. The word give can be the same as letting go. In order to give anything, you have to let it go. I like to repair old record players bought for a few pounds off eBay. And my aim is therefore then to repair them, give them to charity, and let them make a few, few extra pounds out of it. But when it comes to giving them back to the charity shop, I find it very difficult sometimes when you've invested you know, a few hours in getting it to work. In some silly way, you become attached. So letting go isn't always easy for physical things. So how is it for other sorts of areas that we need to let go and give? The real time of letting go in Lent is called transformation. It involves something more painful than just giving a donation to Catholic or a record player to a hospice charity shop. Pope Francis says that this conversion of the heart is the real purpose of the church's mission in Lent. 
Although keeping charities and good causes by whatever means we can is beneficial to the process, but it's not the reason for it. The kind of conversion for, from our outward self-obsession towards the recognition of our inner true self is also not just up to us. We hope to make the free choice to start, but it requires grace to walk the path. Lent is thankfully a time of grace for this to happen. Pope Francis says again that the journey can begin with the conscience. We can ask ourselves, why do I want to change to be good? Conversion, he says, is not just about changing or reducing our outward signs, giving up some habit or having a vague intention to do better at this or that. All of this step still centres on the I, the little self. The move for Francis is not just to open our eyes and ears to check what we do and say is done with a good intention, but to open our hearts in order to go beyond our own backyard and delve into our deeper, bigger self. What do you feel is your backyard that you are willing to let go of this Lent? What are the temptations that you find particularly recurring and hard to resist? Jesus today embarks on a kind of self-inflicted spiritual retreat and many theologians have explained the meaning of the three big trials that he had to endure. On the face of it, some of them don't look like mind-blowing questions, you know, turn this stone into bread. But Satan always makes things look reasonable. That's his gift. He can even use scripture, as he does in one of the tests today. But only once in the gospel, I believe, that's ever occurred. We have to go deeper than the snake oil words of Satan to see what he's guessing at. Most of the commentaries I've read seem to agree that this event's all about the use and misuse of power. Jesus is going through some kind of initiation after his baptism. There comes the temptations, trials, testing, facing even danger of life. But the outcome, like in all these type of initiation ceremonies, is a new way of life, changing from one way to another way. And every answer that Jesus gives apparently is from Deuteronomy. Answers come from Scripture. In Jesus' case, from Hebrew scripture. If you are the son of God, Satan keeps saying, if you, if, try to sow the seeds of doubt. And we all experience this. We see reasons not to do something as sons or daughters of God. And relationship knowledge to God is important to identify the big eye. The little eye, the, the one that's on the outside, is the one that we can change with, but it would end up in some kind of double standards if we're not careful. Our inner eye, our big eye, is the one that shows where the love of God is. When you go, get, go to the questions about kingdoms and the trials about power and glory, um, Satan doesn't respect our freedom. God respects our freedom. 
we have to welcome God in. And by welcoming God in, we open ourselves to the love of the Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity indwelling. And we're tempted without that, not to see the kingdom of God anywhere, not to see the God of love. We see the kingdom of Putin, the kingdom of big businesses, the kingdom of money. We can become overwhelmed and it's difficult to look away and beyond that and allow God in, inside to change us. When Jesus is saying to Jerusalem, question there, does God care for me? Does he care about me? Will he do anything for me? Some ask for magic don't they, in difficult times. Then, then I'll believe, rubbing your hands, Jesus won't see this as a way to impress us. It's, he's not an entertainer or a magician. It's not the way to win hearts and minds for Jesus. Faith comes before any miracle, not after it. It's a confirmation of what we already know to be true, that God is in all things. And the three trials, the three tests, are ways in which we're tempted not to introduce the love of God into our hearts and then take that love as a conversion. And it's the chief characteristic of the season of Lent, a time of grace. Reduction in the outward forms, in vague intentions, but mainly let's transform the real self. Our entire existence can be on the surface looking for the little self, the false self, to be admired, to be great, to have glory, to have power. But all that dies, all that goes. Eternal life is the love of God in our hearts. The artificial world is a mindless world. It's a culture of doing, doing useful tasks, forgetting about God. But if we remain trapped in a little daily scene and exclude God from sight, then we need something to rouse ourselves out of that. Lent becomes the, the time to wake up. Let's wake up and move on to a new life. A new life where there are three tips from Pope Francis. And to help us begin this conversion, this inner transformation during Lent, and to work with the grace of God, he suggests three areas. One, prayer. Francis has a great expression. He says, dive into the sea of prayer. I love that. There's something out there that will suit you the best of all the things. Is it meditation? I don't know. Then he adds the reason. In the weaknesses and frailty of our lives, we can enter into communion with Jesus. And then what about fasting? He says that's the next way to, to go on. Not the formal fasts. Uh, not <laughs> one from Slimming World, which has an ulterior motive. Um, we can all understand that. 
He suggests try looking at the idea of fasting as a means not just not to indulge yourself, um, but something that doesn't involve waste, that we move away from this throwaway attitude. He says fasting involves choosing a sober lifestyle and helps to cultivate the style that produces the good Samaritan or the look at the good of others. We look to help, help the hungry, clothe the naked. And giving, letting go. This is what helps us experience um, a transformation in a, in a, into freedom. By giving freely, we're freed from the obsession of possessing. We give with gratuitousness because we're meant to be thankful for everything we have from God, acknowledging that it's from God. So when you give, give without expectations. In the world, everything's bought and sold for a calculated and measured price, a little profit here, profit there. Just look at eBay, people want to make a fortune out of something, nothing. When you watch Antique Roadshow, which part are you waiting for? When the eyes light up, oh, it's worth £3,000 and had it in the back of the garage for 10 years. Give the world of possessions. Think of the rich and well the lonely world he chose. So, the deep questions about Lent and temptation is why do I want to be good? Why do I want to turn towards God? And Francis concludes, I think, in the best way, with an answer that says, because something is not right in us. Something's not right in society. Something's not right in the church. We need to change to give it a new direction. So with this invitation to transforming our lives, our, our false self to the big self, the little self, to the true self, where we rely on God, Lent comes to wake us up to the world we live in, to begin sorting out our own backyard, to shake us from the torpor of self-satisfaction, towards trusting in God and his providence in us to help others.
Lord, please come to me in spiritual communion. Send your body and blood gushing through my veins. Send your love into my heart, my soul, my mind. Lift me up to your bosom and infuse me with your divine love. Amen. For a few moments now, find a comfortable position. Sitting attentively, be aware of your surroundings. Feel awake and breathe in and out naturally. Focus on your breath. Each in-breath and each out-breath. Use your phrase Ma-ra-na-tha. If the mind wanders, it is not a problem. Return to your breath and anchor yourself in the present moment and begin again. Each in-breath, a new beginning. Each out-breath, a letting go. Use the stretch of silence between the bells to carry on this work by yourself.
Let the spirit come down. Let the spirit come down on me to change my life around. Let the spirit come down. Let the spirit come down. Let the spirit come down on me to change my life around.